0: Jonesboro and K B R I Clarendon, the ticket. That's
1: gonna work, bro.
0: This is the workday red zone on the ticket ninety five three and nine seventy AM KNEA. Here's your host Tara Ritchie.
2: All
1: right, uh, hey, how we doing? Everybody feeling all right? I'm feeling all right. Beautiful day, busy weekend. Busy weekend locally, statewide, nationally, you name it. There is all kinds of stuff going on in the sports world. I feel very confident in saying today that two hours will not be enough. There's going to be a lot of things today we don't get to talk about. But, uh, hey, we'll make it through. Hopefully we get to talk to you. And, hey, that's all that matters. Thanks for listening today on the Workday Red Zone. We always appreciate you tuning in on the ticket. KDA 970 AM along with 95.3, six nine and one zero four one at KBRI. We're streaming online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. What you do there is you download the TuneIn app, search for KNEA, and you're going to be all set. If you want to shout at us, very easy to do. You can just call us, 870 930 3776. You can also interact with us on social media, Facebook.com slash 953theticket, and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, or by using the hashtag. WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. And as mentioned, it's almost one of those days where it's like it's it's too much. Yeah. We've got, of course, obviously a lot of football to talk about, and that is at every single level. We've got high school football in Northeast inside today. We've got A-State football at Centennial Bank Stadium tomorrow. We've got NFL football coming up. Of course, you could have heard the Cowboys right here on the ticket last night. Uh, in addition to that, there is major major college football realignment news that has been going on all day today, and we'll try and get you up to speed on that as well. As far as what we got going on for A-State this weekend, 60th meeting in program history between Arkansas State football and Memphis. So, both teams entering this game with matching 1-0 and records after topping FCS opponents in Week 1. Saturday's kickoff at Centennial Bank Stadium, 6 o'clock. That means your pregame coverage is going to start up at 4 on 107.9 k fine. Meanwhile, a busy week ahead, uh, weekend ahead for Arkansas State Athletics in general. Actually, uh, some of the action got started yesterday. A-State soccer beat Tulsa one to nothing. But you've also got tennis that gets their season underway today in the Warhawk Invitational here at one one thirty. Arkansas State Volleyball will play Kansas City. They get their trip started in the SEMO Invitational. Uh, There's also, what else we got going on this weekend? There's also women's golf, uh, excuse me, men's golf coming up at the Gopher Invitational. Women's soccer going to be playing in Conway on Sunday. I don't know if that's it or not. I hope that's it. Yeah, that's it. Just all of those sports that we just named. So a busy weekend of of StatCast or ESPN Plus watching for a lot of those games. Meanwhile, uh, it's also going to be a rivalry weekend in Fayetteville. Arkansas welcomes number 15, Texas to Reynolds Razorback Stadium. It's been a minute since those teams have played in Fayetteville. Saturday's showdown kicking off at 6 on ESPN. As for tonight, busy slate of high school football action kicks off at 7 across the EAB Sports Network, with the exception of Brooklyn. It's the early bye week. So, Cade, what are you going to do with all your free time tonight?
3: Uh, I guess I'm going to watch Coastal Carolina beat Kansas.
1: There you go. That line is insane. 26 that. and a half. <laughs> That is insane. Yeah. More on Sunbelt, Funbelt talk coming up later. But of course, tonight, don't forget that after all of those games are over, of course, Jonesboro here on the ticket. Valley View on KBTM, Nettleton on 94.1 Bob FM. Make sure you have it here on the ticket for the Friday Night, Friday night Lights scoreboard show. It's going to be every score from every game in Northeast Arkansas, along with some interviews with coaches, broadcasters, and more. So about 9.30, 10-ish is when that is going to get underway tonight. In last night's action, or I guess yesterday afternoon's action, Cardinals actually salvaged a split in their series with the Dodgers. So that was a 2-1 win for the Birds yesterday. Pretty important series coming up this weekend. St. Louis hosting Cincinnati for three at Bush Stadium. Uh, first pitch on that one tonight, seven fifteen on our sister station, 959 at the Wolf. We'll tell you who we got coming up on the show today before we get into the KavanaughCars.com question. And I'm really, really excited about our guest. Just one guest today because I do want to make sure we have a lot of opportunities to talk with you all on the phone. Uh, We've got five for Friday picks. Of course, there's a lot of topics going on, as we mentioned, both football here locally and realignment talk nationally. But one really cool thing that's going to be happening tomorrow is the Arkansas State Ring of Honor will be adding another member. Now, sometimes I think just there's a little bit of confusion in the Hall of Honor and the Ring of Honor. The Hall of Honor is open to all Arkansas State lettermen. And I'm not sure how many members are in the Hall of Honor, but we know that recently it just grew by five uh, because we saw that incredible class go in just last week with Ryan Applin and Sharika and DeMario and Todd Baumgartner and, and Joe Slayton. So that's that's the Hall of Honor, and it's, it's a big deal. But then there's the Ring of Honor, and the Ring of Honor is, is just for Arkansas State football players, and it is an exclusive exclusive club, 15 members in the Ring of Honor all day. And we get to talk to the newest one today on the show at 1230. That's Jerry Muckenster. Now, Jerry was actually added to the Ring of Honor last year. And they were said to do the big induction thing against ULM. That what ended up being the final game of the season in mid-November last year. But as we are all aware, last year was a mess. So that didn't happen. So he found out about this <laughs> October, November of last year. Has just been waiting patiently for his time uh, to be inducted. And really, what he did during his career at Arkansas State, he, he just really does not have many equals. He's still the the program's all-time leader in tackles. He was here from 72 to 75, just numerous accolades, uh, second in all-time history in, in tackles per game. He had 155 total tackles as a freshman in 1972, which is just an insane number. If a guy breaks 100, that's a good year. 155 is absurd, especially when you consider the fact that they were normally playing 10 or 11-game seasons. So crazy numbers there. And uh, numerous Southland Conference honors. Honorable mention All-American in 1975. And, of course, he was the defensive key to that 1975 team that allowed 81 points. To their opposition, wow! Across eleven games, just absurd numbers. So you average giving up a touchdown each game, and that's it. So again, fired up to talk to him at twelve thirty. Uh, a legit legend going to be joining us today on the program, and congratulations to him about that incredible honor. Of course, we've got to go from talking about one legend to another. We might as well check in with Red Wolf Mark, who's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. What's up? I'm scared. Hey Red Wolf Mark, how are you?
4: I, I wanna, I wanna do my picks with you. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, doing real great.
1: You gonna ask how yeah. me and Kate are doing?
4: <laughs> How's Kate doing? What uh, about me? <laughs> how, yeah, how Kara doing?
1: It, too late now.
4: Well, well I, I, I was gonna say K first, and then you.
1: Okay, going alphabetical yeah. order. I get it. Kate, how you doing?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, how you doing, Mr. Carol?
4: I'm
1: good. Thank you for asking. Let's do some <laughs> picks. Red Wolf Mark, over or under yeah. 64.5 points scored for Arkansas State and Memphis? Over. Very convinced there. All right, who's going to lead A-State in rushing yards? Is it going to be Allen Lamar, Marcel Murray, or somebody else entirely?
4: Marcel Murray.
1: Which team, A-State or Memphis, is going to record more tackles for loss?
4: Uh, A-State's going to record them.
1: Over or under 34.5 yards for A-State's longest play from scrimmage? Over. Will A-State intercept a pass, recover a fumble, neither or both? Both. And because I forgot to change it on the sheet again, our tiebreaker is total yards of offense for A-State. Let's go
4: 137.
1: Go higher than that, Red Wolf Mark.
4: Let's go 150.
1: Go higher than that, Red Wolf Mark.
4: Okay, let's go 2.30. All
1: right. I was about to say, you, we're not going to see all of those other things come true if you don't go with a higher number, but we got it. We appreciate yeah. you calling.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I want to say go to everybody in Jonesboro.
1: Uh-huh.
4: And, and, uh, and, and go Cade, go and uh, just, just go everybody. Just, I mean, just go, go, go. Go today and get you some good food today.
1: Can't yeah. argue with that. Get,
4: get, get you, and get you a steak dinner, baked potatoes. And dessert, and good, and something good go along with it, a chocolate cake. Okie dokey. Yeah, and Cade, I know what you need to eat today. Oh, you, I thought you we need were a done. Cat, you need a catfish dinner, Cade. Okay. You do. You need catfish, hush puppies, with all the fixing, baked beans, and everything, fried okra, and fried okra, and 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 fried green tomatoes.
3: Mm,
1: okay.
4: And, and top it off a big old piece of chocolate pie.
1: What else, Red Wolf, Mark?
4: Yeah, I want to say that's it. And, Zach, and you need to call in. I need to
3: hear from you. Thank you. So,
1: All Thank you. All righty.
3: How many turnovers is they going to force if they hit the over with 230 yards? I do of <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: Like that's, 10? Are they Are going to get the
3: ball like 10 times inside the red zone?
1: That's going to be – that would be fast. Every once in a while I try and script out in my head <laughs> how those games would go based on You know, some of the answers we get on our five for Friday picks. And they are always fascinating, to be honest with you. I guess since we're 10 minutes through the program, we should probably tell you the KavanaughCars.com question. Although if you've literally ever in your life before listened on a game day eve, you should know it by now. But just in case you haven't, in case you're new. And by the way, if you are welcome, thank you for joining us today. What's going to happen in Saturday's Arkansas State versus Memphis game at Centennial Bank Stadium? As always with this question. There are three options. You can pick the underdog Red Wolves to win. You can pick Memphis to win. Or you can pick Memphis to win in cover. And we're actually going by the, the last line I saw in Vegas today. The Tigers favored by five and a half. So that's what we're going with in today's KavanaughCars.com question. Whew. Let's take a break. Because when we get back, we really need to touch on some of the huge news that has happened today around college football. The Big 12 has gotten a little bit of a facelift. So now what? For the AAC, the Sunbelts, and all the other schools, all the other conferences around the country. We'll see what we can find out when we return. Keep it with us on the ticket.
0: Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket.
5: Hey, I'm David Daly, and you can come join me live this Saturday from 11 till 1 at Local Tire and Wheel, where $30 is all you need to kick off this big game day on the tires you need and the wheels you want at Local Tire and Wheel. That's this Saturday at Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro, right across the street from Burger King. And you can check them out online as well at LocalTireandWheel.com. Get curb appeal at Local Tire and Wheel.
6: Sky Transmissions, with over 15 years' experience in GM transmissions and a one year unlimited mile warranty on all builds. For performance builds, reach to the sky. Sky Transmissions, listen to our customers. Great people, solid work. If you need a transmission pulled, rebuilt, and put back in your vehicle, Sky Transmission is the place to go. Come see us at our new location, 129 County Road 4061, just across from the Jordans on Highway 1 South. Call 870-333-8573. That's 333-8573. Or check out Sky Transmissions on Facebook. Save up
5: to $5,000 on select models during the Big Dealer Appreciation Event at Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro, now through September 10th. Stop by their location in the Highland Shopping Center and see their huge selection on Facebook. The Big Dealer Appreciation Event is going on now at Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro.
2: When you bank at First Security, you're choosing better for yourself and fellow Arkansans. Better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals. Better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources. And better support for the things that matter to you as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding you're better at first security makes Arkansas better too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC.
7: It's John G. for George Kell Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kell Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport. Off Highway 67, exit 85, GMC and George Kell Motors, we are a professional grade.
6: At JT White Hardware and Lumber, trust the name The Pros Trust is more than a slogan it's the peace of mind that comes with walking into a local business and seeing faces you recognize and people that recognize you and it's the promise that they're going to help you get your project no matter how large or small done as quickly as possible at the best price it doesn't matter if you need a new rake or a new roof come see why jt white is the name found on most local job sites jt white hardware and lumber located at harrisburg and parker roads near i-555 in jonesboro
0: Red Wolves fans, this is Coach Butch Jones, and it's game week. We need you in Centennial Bank Stadium this Saturday.
8: Hatcher steps up, throws left, throwing for Rucker, caught inside the 20. Rucker inside the 10, he's going to score. Touchdown, Corey Rucker from 34 yards out.
0: Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone.
9: All
1: right, welcome back, friends. Good spirits, I think, here in the k and studio. Just knowing what's ahead this weekend. All the fun things we've got to talk about over the next hour and 45. Which, uh, by the way, again, includes a conversation in 15 minutes with Jerry Muckenstern, All-timer, ring of honor inductee for Arkansas State football. Really looking forward to that chat. Our question of the day for you. What happens in Saturday's game It's Centennial Bank Stadium? A-State wins. Memphis wins. Memphis wins and covers. That is the question. Right now, a bunch of you homers going with A-State winning. And I say homers jokingly because I, I keep looking at this game and I keep looking at Memphis' stats from their game against Nichols and A-State's stats in their game against UCA and how the rosters look different and who's supposed to be good and, and who's who's an impact player and what this line did and what that line did. And I, I cannot figure out in my head if I if I truly think A-State can go on and, and play very well in this game and, and win. And not in a landslide, but decisively. Or if I'm just a homer. It's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one as we uh, look at this one. But uh, we will we'll, we'll table the talk on this particular game for just a moment. Because as mentioned, it's it's been a busy day in college athletics news. Uh, the first big item to drop today is that uh, it is official in terms of a new look Big 12. So... We know that Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, Houston had applied for membership in the league. Obviously, that does not become public unless the league is going to accept them. All votes counted, tallied, what have you, made official this morning. Everybody has put out their official releases and statements. The Big 12 welcoming in those schools, those individual schools, you know, putting out stuff on on their pages, updating their headers to include the Big 12, whatever you want to do. Uh, that's uh, That's all happened this morning. And, of course, now the significant question is what's going to go on with everybody else? Because now the AAC loses three members. They were at 11, so now they drop down to eight. And some of those members, that, that group without, you know, Houston and Cincinnati and UCF, that's not quite as an attractive, um, not quite as football-accomplished league that's left over with those departures. But yet at the same time, it is being reported that the AAC is probably going to go out and try and refill their league. Nothing really surprising about that statement. Here's what's been surprising in the past 24 hours. It's that apparently the Sun Belt is going to try and be an aggressor in this situation. For years with this league, we've seen the Sun Belt just be reactive. Especially with the last, last revolution of realignment. The Sun Belt got what was left. And what was left wasn't very much. So what happened? They dipped down to the FCS level. Now, all these years later, man, it was an awesome move. Because this conference is way better than it was a decade ago. And it was the only Group of Five conference to start out the 2021 season with two teams in the top 25. In fact, there were two Sunbelt teams which was twice as many as all the other four Group of Five leagues put together. because The only other G5 representative was Cincinnati, formerly of the AAC, now as of today of the Big 12. So this tweet comes out 15 hours ago from Brett McMurphy. Quote, With upcoming moves within a Group of Five leagues, Sunbelt will be aggressive in pursuing new members and could grow its membership from 10 to 12 schools. Sources told Action Network HQ last year Sunbelt was only group of five league with two teams ranked in top 15 of final AP poll. So that's kind of unexpected. Just as unexpected as as that. Now you have news like this coming and what happens in Brett McMurphy's mentions? You've got fans of like 10 different fan bases that are like, oh, pick us, pick us, (laughs) pick Charlotte, pick Marshall, pick UAB. We want to go. We want to go to the Sunbelt. Which is not in any way, shape, or form would that have been possible five years ago. Everybody had have been like, yeah, good luck. Get ready to welcome in Eastern Kentucky. But the landscape has changed, and it has changed very, very quickly. And perception means so much in college athletics. And right now the Sun Belt has a really good perception. We don't know if this year is going to be able to replicate last year's college football success. Coastal Carolina is not going to get tested through until halfway through the season. They're favored by twenty six and a half points tonight over Kansas. After that, they've got games on the schedule like like UMass and Buffalo, and then they open conference play with ULM. Coastal Carolina can actually be terrible, and we won't know till October. Yeah. Louisiana had high expectations there, and they might still very well be a good team, but they they didn't look great against Texas. Now again, that could be Because Texas, turns out, could be a great team. We don't know yet. One game into the season, there's still way more that we don't know than what we do. But right now, the Sun Belt is riding this wave of momentum. And they are doing a very good job of it. I've been very vocally critical about Keith Gill, particularly as it comes to being a vocal leader of the Sun Belt. There can be all kinds of things that Gill has done behind the scenes that have strengthened this league that we don't know about. But I have been critical about how he publicly supports the member institutions. Uh, Going back to, you know, 2019 when App State had a run, I I felt like he should have been more vocally supportive about their success. Same thing last year with Louisiana and Coastal. I feel like he should have been more vocally supportive about their success. But he's ready to go. He's ready to go for conference realignment. Keith Gill's out here putting out statements saying, quote, the Sunbelt conference could not have positioned itself better for this moment as the landscape shifts across conferences. We have never been stronger. The Sunbelt is the best non-autonomy FBS conference in the country. Now, the statement is a couple more paragraphs after that, but you all can find it in a lot of places. I'm kind of impressed. I'm kind of impressed that he decided to come out swinging. saying, hey, we're awesome. Everybody should want to join us. Now, the question, of course, is what is the money situation like? Because the last AAC contract for TV was a lot bigger than the last Sunbelt contract for TV. Additionally, the Sunbelt just extended its grant of rights with ESPN until 2031. So is there any clause in that contract that says, hey, the Sunbelt can come back to the table if the league lineup looks a little bit different? Hey, if we add some better teams, can we get some better cash? Because if the contracts stay the same, regardless of really the makeup, then the AAC is always going to be the better choice for any of these teams in the other four conferences. But I've yet to see somebody put out a dollar figure on exactly what these tv contracts are so it's been a little bit difficult to figure out that information let's go to the phones mace man is with us how are you
9: i'm doing wonderful how about yourself
1: hey we're doing great thanks for calling
9: hey oh, no follow uh two teams that you know you mentioned a while ago, maybe the sunbelt might go after uh i think uab would be a great choice and um uh, I think the team is going to be coming to Memphis this weekend. I think uh, Memphis would be a great addition. Now I know people are going to say, now Memphis ain't going to come to the Sunbelt, but why not?
1: Well, Uh, I'll tell you why not, Mace Man. Because, one, there's so many reports today, it's hard to keep track of what. But I did see a comment from Dennis Dodd, who's, of course, their head football writer at CBS, and he believes that the Big 12 is not done. So that is where Memphis ultimately is still going to want to land. They're going to do everything in their power to still make it into an autonomy conference.
9: Well, I can see that, but I just, I I don't know. I mean, Memphis, you think about Memphis. What is Memphis known for? Basketball. Yeah. And even though the football team is in the past few years have had some pretty decent teams, I just don't think, uh, I I don't know, I just see Memphis being bypassed in the B-12.
1: Well, I see Memphis fans burning down the Liberty Bowl before they would accept a place in the Sun Belt unless the AAC just dramatically implodes and the Sun Belt takes about half the AAC with it.
9: Well, like you said a while ago, the Sun Belt has got, what, two teams in the uh, top 25 right
1: now? Not anymore, because the Cajuns fell out of the top 25 with that week one loss to Louisiana, but they did start out with two preseason teams, yes.
9: Right, and losing, and, and losing the Texans. I mean, really, that's one of them. Ones I, I think Louisiana's going to be better, what a lot of people give them credit for, but I don't know, I just... I just I think Memphis I don't like he's going to be twelve and geographically I think it'd be a good move for him I mean financially I don't know but then again the way college football is the uh, Sun Belt, I think right now football is more of a stable conference in ACC.
1: Well right now AAC. it still has right now it still has all the members it had last week so you you definitely get the uh, stability part of it right no doubt.
9: Exactly, and I will tell you what, I think this weekend's going to be a great game. But I think Arkansas State's going to win by a very close margin. Okay, uh, they got they got to control both lines of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's going to if they're going to be able to to stop Memphis running the ball, no doubt.
9: Exactly. Well, listen, you guys have a great weekend, and uh, go Red Wolves, go Hogs,
1: Mace Man. You want to make any picks or anything while we got you on the phone?
9: Man, I'd love to, but I'm kind of running short of time. I just want to get that out there. Everybody have a good weekend. Hey, remember, tomorrow is a very special day in American history. Let's remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for our country.
1: Thank you, Mace Man. Have a good one. You too. So he's taking a state by a little bit. So I guess he's thinking more of a Gus Malzahn score than a Hugh Freeze score. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, in my mind, that's kind of how I, I have it as well.
3: I mean I'd love a Hugh Free score. We
1: would all take a Hugh Free score. But that is just um forty seven to three is not really a score tomorrow I can wrap my head around. And that's that's for either side. I just really can't uh can't see that possibly being the case. Uh, apologies to Zach here, as we're not gonna be able to hop on the phones right now because we do need to hit pause in a moment as we've got to check in with Jerry Muckensturm at twelve thirty. And I uh, do want to stay as close to possible on that. But quick pick here at the KavanaughCars.com question before we go to break right now 57% of you taking A State for the win. Does mean, of course, 43% of you rolling with the Tigers. We'll look more on how that breaks down coming up later. But uh, excited, excited for our next guest, an all timer at Arkansas State, Jerry Muckensturm, Ring of Honor inductee, will be with us next. Keep it with us on the ticket.
0: The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776.
8: Hatcher off the play action. Going deep right side. Looking for Rucker again. And it's caught for another score. Corey Rucker with his third touchdown catch of the night. And Lane Hatcher is on fire! After their week one win, Butch Jones and the Red Wolves try to move to 2-0 and Saturday as they host the Memphis Tigers. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State Football 1079 Cape Vine. Coverage begins Saturday at 4 with the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show. That's followed by the Centennial Bank Pre-Game Show at 5 and kickoff at 6. And stay tuned after the game for Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group, live from the Embassy Suites Jonesboro. A-State Football is sponsored in part by Bills Cost Plus, Jim's Pond Shop, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, George Kell Motors, More Air Conditioning, Calmer Solutions, Gazaway Ace, Max Prairie Wings, J-Town's Grill, Collision Repair, and Stanley Woodard Law Firm.
2: Your wedding deserves a beautiful classic venue to spotlight your love story. Kingsman Estate is the perfect and newest venue in Northeast Arkansas. A lush rolling estate with a pond, island, gazebo, and Victorian-inspired home where you can dance the night away and dream of your wedding day for years to come. A luxe bridal suite awaits you and your bridesmaids, complete with a separate makeup room. And the groom suite is built for fun with a pool table, bar, and you can even fish in the pond before you put on your tux. Call Kingsman Estate today or book a tour to reserve your date. Dates are limited, so call 870 627 3110 Kingsman Estate.
6: Born in soybeans rallying a bit. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. September corn at 496 and a quarter up a quarter with December corn at 510 and three quarters up three quarters. September soybeans at 1259 up a quarter with November soybeans at 1282 and a quarter up 11 and three quarters. September wheat at 673 and a quarter down eight and a quarter with December wheat at 687 and a quarter down five. October cotton at 9445 down 11. December cotton at 9293 down 29. September ice at 1308 and a half unchanged. With November ice at 1341 up 10. Moving on to livestock now. October Live Cali, 123.17 and a half down 57.5 with December Live Cali, 127.87 and a half down 92.5. September Feeder Cali, 153.85 down 190 with October Feeder Cali, 157.25 down $2. October Lane Hogs at 83.65 down 182.5. December Hogs at 77.35 down 212.5. That's your EAB Midday Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day.
8: I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha the i Staff Sergeant I Alex I'm Staff Keeley. Sergeant
0: William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me.
10: I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every
6: day, men and women. and cyberspace and i'm
10: proud
0: to be a member and i'm proud to serve the united States. and i am proud to protect our country
10: proud to serve in the u.s air force reserve
0: turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors back to the workday red zone here's kara ritchie
1: Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kira and Cade hanging out with you. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow at Centennial Bank Stadium. Lots going on. Of course, Memphis is going to be in town, so you already got a good reason to go. But big deal coming up tomorrow. Ring of Honor. Getting a new member. And uh, he's with us now on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Welcome in Jerry Muckinstorm to the program. How are you today?
11: Doing fine, Kara.
1: Well, it's good to hear from you. What's, uh, what's your excitement level for tomorrow?
11: Well, it's pretty well, I mean, I'm, Pretty excited. We got family coming in, and a lot of former uh, teammates going to come in to watch the uh, induction and uh, enjoy the game. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting some uh, renewing acquaintances with former teammates.
1: You've kind of got uh, an interesting situation with this tomorrow. You, it was supposed to happen last year, last November. Uh, <laughs> does it make it? Are, are you anxious? Does it make it sweeter that it, that it took a little bit longer? Kind of, what's the feeling on that? On it being delayed?
11: Well, I really didn't want to answer the phone if it rang again because that's what they did last year—two or three times oh, it was no. postponed because of COVID. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of crazy. I thought, is this ever going to take place? So, as a matter of fact, I called my brother up today, and he's coming—he's coming in tonight. And I told him, I said, "David, it's canceled because of COVID." He said, "What?" I said, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're, we're really excited that it's going to be on.
1: You should. You better watch out. You're gonna have people cl- canceling plane tickets if you if you keep doing that. <laughs> how are
11: you, yeah.
1: Jerry? Going back to last year. How are you notified of this?
11: Well, last year, la- last year, Carlos McKenna Well, matter of fact, we were in our hometown, and I were at home, and uh, Robert Spears and Carlos, the assistant athletic director, came to over the house. And it was kind of surprising, thinking, you know, what are they doing here? And and they just said you've been voted to be inducted into the ring of honor and my jaw just went straight to the ground and he said what are you talking about and they explained it and uh, we were just uh, taken by surprise and pam and myself were both excited and humbled at the fact that uh, we were inducted and and then through the process of you know canceling it over and over i think finally we're going to have it take place uh, tomorrow night
1: once you kind of uh, the initial shock wore off what what was the reaction? What was the thought about this honor?
11: Well, it's a, it's, it's, it's a big honor. I think it's one of the biggest honors you can receive as a, as, as a football player. And, and to me, it just as I said to uh, Brad the other day, that it's a reminder that whatever accomplishment that you may receive in a team sport, that it's not because of you as an individual only, it's because of the people that surround you. There's always 11 players on that field. Yeah. And uh, to me, it's just a reminder that of the teammates that I had that made it possible. I mean, you can't do anything on the field by yourself. It's because of the team. And uh, to me, it's a team award, a team effort. And uh, I'm just glad that the teammates can come by tomorrow night and we're going to receive this award as a team.
1: You know, I was going to follow up with asking – you know, what that honor meant to you as being a representative of that 75 team, you know, being there in the early 70s with, with so many wins. You, you played with some all-timers.
11: Well, I, I, the, the 75 team was just uh, amazing. I'm, I'm just thinking of uh, all the players. We, we were 7-3 uh, two years prior to the 75 season. Uh, we had 10 returning starters on defense from 74 coming back in 75. So uh, defensively, we were pretty solid. And then I think the question mark was going to be who was going to be our quarterback. We had James Flynn and Steve Burks both graduated and, uh, and eligible to play the next year. And Coach Davidson moves David Hines, who was an all-conference safety for us, at quarterback. He didn't play quarterback till you know since high school. And he runs the triple option. We get a junior college transfer named Leroy Harris. Dennis Bolden in the backfield. You had Hugh Christ at center and Ken Jones and T.J. Humphreys who got drafted uh, playing guards. And offensively, we were just solid and defensively, too. I think we were so confident going into that, that, that season. It just really it showed in the record that we had.
1: Pretty impressive all in all. There's not a lot of seasons where more points have been scored per game, not a lot of seasons uh, where there's been fewer points that opponents were held to other than that year, just uh, an incredible year overall. Looking back on your career just in general as we talk here with Jerry Muckenstern, you came in in 1972 as a freshman and not a great year in terms of of win-loss record, but a great year for you personally with 155 tackles. What stands out about that season?
11: Well, to to me it was a, a lot of learning. I mean, from high school to college uh, was a big difference. Coach Malham uh, was our uh, defensive uh, coordinator, and he was a linebacker coach. And it was just a lot of – in high school, I was kind of an average player. But once once I got to college, Coach Malham really instilled in us the importance of reading the, the offense, and they'll take you to the ball. And instead of going with the, the flow of traffic, the ball goes this way, doesn't necessarily mean that that's where the play is going to end up. He told us to read the guards, and that was a discipline that I learned and I think really helped me in my career, both in college and professionally.
1: Over the next few years there, that that defense just got better and better and better. You mentioned all the returners, but but otherwise, other than the experience, I mean, how? What, what made that defense so good leading up to that 75 season?
11: Well, I think the confidence we had. I mean, we, we all played together for two or three years, and if one person had a a bad play, the other guy made up for it. I mean, we had uh, Bill Music, he was a nose guard, Sylvester Loving a nose guard. You had, uh, as tackles, Eddie Mooney, uh, Dickie Dixon, the ends, Robert Spears, Jimmy Lisko, Locked, I think, 10 or 11 punts that year, still a high NCAA record. And uh, Malham was a linebacker, I was a linebacker, Roy Painter. Of all those guys, I think we had, of the front seven, six guys get drafted. This is just not your average team. These are guys that were uh, pretty good athletes. Yeah. You know what's amazing, Carrie? You think about it. We really didn't lift weights. I think Eddie Morgan was the only guy on our team. Or painter did. He lifted weights. But we never lifted weights. We weren't very, uh, as far as being in shape and this stuff like that, as far as physically uh, working on trying to improve ourselves, you know, through weights. And now, you know, it's just, totally different i mean yeah. i look at the athletes today and i'm going boy these guys are pretty athletic
1: you got a good bull davidson story you can drop for us
11: uh <laughs> i guess that cincinnati game i'm thinking of a cincinnati game where it was uh we we're it was raining and uh it was uh ducks were even on the field that game and cincinnati was a pretty good division one football team and i think we may have been down at halftime and the, the team was pretty confident that we were going to come back, and I think he was kind of like, oh, "Come on, we, you know, we got We got to do something here." And we just kind of said, "Don't worry, Coach. We got it. We'll take care of it." So, uh, Coach Davison was a, a disciplinarian. He was a guy that everybody respected and looked up to, and just was a hard nosed football coach. You know, you, you talk about football coaches. You got your old school coaches, which they couldn't do what they did to us back today. <laughs> it's, it's a lot different. The athletes are a lot different, but uh, I think maybe the athletes are better, but they may not be as tough as we were because of the coaches.
1: Not only that, the three-a-days has got to be about as much mental as physical as well as we catch up here with, with Jerry Muckensturm, of course, who's now in the ring of honor. Um, 1975, again, that that phenomenal 11-0 season prior to playing Cincinnati that year. Game four on the slate was at Memphis. and Obviously, we've talked a lot about this series uh, over the past week but but at that point in time these teams hadn't met in like 18 years so was that was that treated like a rivalry how was that game at, at Memphis approach
11: I don't think it really was I just think uh the players you know it was just a regular game I'm from Illinois I think people that were down here from Jonesboro you know Memphis being that an hour away maybe had more into it as far as thinking it was a rivalry but as myself, I, I didn't think it that way, and I don't think a lot of other players did, unless you're from that area, Memphis. You wanted to beat them and go into you know Arkansas State. It was a, it was a game that I think we were supposed to lose. Everybody thought we were going to lose. Memphis two weeks prior to playing us, they beat Auburn. Auburn was in the top ten at that time, and uh, I think everybody thought this was going to be a well, just a, a cakewalk as far as playing Arkansas State. Who are they and and we we somewhat dominated the game. It was you know what I don't think it was very close.
1: <laughs> it was uh, no, it wasn't. Not very many games that season were so. <laughs> well, you know
11: it's it's, it's it's amazing. You know you think about it. The only thing I regret, I guess, at all, was that uh, it was the season and that was it. There was no bowl game. Yeah. There was nothing for us to maybe show that, you know, we're we're up there competitively with the other schools that are Division One, and this is our first year in Division I, 75, so uh, the, the season kind of abruptly ended there, the last game against Louisiana Tech, and uh, we didn't get to play any bowl game, which I think I wish we would have.
1: We're just going to have to print some 1975 National Championship shirts. If, if UCF can do it, everybody else can too. Yeah,
11: that's right. Well, you know there were two undefeated teams that you Both were going for ASU. You had Arizona State; they were undefeated, eleven and zero, and
12: Arkansas State was eleven and zero too.
1: So a shared title between the ASUs in yeah, seventy-five. Go. There you go. That works out. Jerry Buckensturm here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Of course, uh, the game is different, obviously, than it, than it was in seventy-five. There's So many different ways on how they police defenders now. Uh, does it does it make you cringe? Do you are you able to still sit down and, and and watch the games these days? How do you size up defenses in 2021?
11: Well, you know, it, it took me a long time. Once you know, you, I got out of this, quit playing professionally. Um, mm-hmm. I never could really enjoy a game just to enjoy the game. I always watched my position. I mean, I, this is, you just that's kind of geared into your brain. You're sure. thinking that I was always keyed on. Like I was playing linebacker myself. You know. I, like I was out there, how would I react? Now I don't do that anymore. It used to be where I was always reading the guards, reading the tackles, and what was I going to do? And I really couldn't enjoy the game because I was thinking reacting defensively. So it's changed a lot. Right? I think you know, the, the players are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. Uh, the passing got into it. I don't think we ever passed the ball that much. We didn't have to. At a, Hines running the option and Leroy Harris the fullback and Dennis Bolton as tailback we just ran the ball and uh, I think I don't even know how many passes we <laughs> I'm sure David Hines threw a couple touchdown passes I don't know how many but you ran more in than you did pass
1: you go back and look at some of those stats for those years and like the touchdown reception leaders are guys who had like three touchdowns and then you've got <laughs> recently right. where it's Omar Bayless, who's got like seventeen it's just uh, it's a little bit different.
11: Uh, the game has changed; it really has, and uh, I think the athlete has changed uh, also with it. So uh, it's uh, it's a completely open open game now. It's you know they they're spreading people out and they're throwing the ball a lot more than they did uh, uh, back when I was playing. It, it seems to be more exciting. I think people like the pass more than they do the run.
1: I'm I'm kind of in that camp, but but that's yep. all right. Uh, after of course the incredible career at Arkansas State. It was uh, the 1976 draft and then a career there with the Chicago Bears. How much are you still keeping tabs on the Bears these days?
11: I kind of watch them a little bit. they got like a homecoming once a year we we tend to go to and get to see some uh, former teammates and uh, get to enjoy a game. So uh, I keep up with them. Uh, uh, you know, they're kind of uh, down a little bit. they got Justin Fields as quarterback. So it'd be interesting to see how they do this year. Uh, I think the head coach is kind of on the block there as far as uh, – uh, he, he needs to have a good season
1: <laughs> so tell us what we're going to see tomorrow is there going to be like a an unveiling of of the plaque uh what what's going to happen during the game
11: well they're going to do something this is going to be during the uh i think the end of the first quarter there uh, they have reserved for us this the deck uh, as you're looking at the big screen to the left there's a, a deck there okay family and former teammates will be and I think we'll be kind of on the field there. And they've got a video they're going to show. And then they've got, uh, I guess, my name up there on the uh, the Ring of Honor. So that's going to be exciting to to see that.
1: Are you going to be able to focus on the, the first quarter? Or are you going to be a little bit anxious as the clock ticks down?
11: I'm probably going to be a little bit anxious. I'm sure I'm going to be still talking. I don't know. I hope I get to see some of the game. You know, when guys get together, we haven't seen each other in a long time. Uh, there, there's some guys I haven't seen in – 20 years that, uh, you know, we're going to be talking and we're going to be talking about how good we were back then and everything. <laughs> so <laughs> i stories that get stretched and, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll show each other we're a lot better than we really were as, we, as the years go by.
1: All right. Well, if somebody ends up having, you know, a uh, 75 tackle game uh, that uh, none of us have heard about, we're going to need to hear, we're going to need to hear those stories since it seems like those are the stories that are going to happen tomorrow. But uh, but in the meantime, Jerry, we really enjoyed the conversation today. I, I hope tomorrow is an incredible day for you and your family and your teammates, and we really appreciate the time.
11: Kara, thank you so much. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, bye-bye.
1: Jerry Muckenstern there with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Look, the ring of honor is a big damn deal. He's number 15. That includes a couple of coaches. And again, you go through and, and you go through this A-State media book, this media guide that I like to carry around. I don't know why it weighs like eight pounds, <laughs> but his name is everywhere in just about every single defensive category you can find. His name makes an appearance. And of course, when you go back and you're trying to calculate the most successful eras. In Arkansas State history. Were the most successful teams. The best teams. I mean the best team is the 75 team. Again. When you look. Particularly at at points scored and points allowed. That's where they really stand out. Uh, That defense. That he was such a leader on. Again. And we mentioned this earlier. Allowed 81 points per game. Shockingly enough, that has not been a number that anybody has been close to in a long, long, long time. And he mentioned the standouts they had on offense as well. They scored 355 points, which were those areas when, you know, people weren't really pushing the ball downfield a lot. that's That ain't too shabby. That's a great, great number. So just phenomenal team. I'm not kidding about the t-shirts. I thought about it before. Just making a 1975 Arkansas State National Championship t-shirt. <laughs> who's going who's going to say no? Yeah, it'd be cool. I mean probably a state licensing, but other than yeah, that, other yeah. than that, who's going to say no? As long as I don't try and like profit off of it or anything, it should be fine. Uh great conversation. Thank you again, Jerry. Uh again, tomorrow's going to be phenomenal. I love, by the way, one more mention of this. If you had, if you didn't notice this in Game One, or you weren't able to make it out in Game One, they uh, they spruced up the signage for the Ring of Honor. As I think everybody is aware, uh, A State's primary colors of scarlet and black they get a little bleached out with the sun over time. So the Ring of Honor signs that were up last year were a little bit faded. You know, they had uh, basically the player's name, and then I think their number was kind of. Uh, written in outline maybe in in white and it was in a red diamond and the red had gotten kind of faded so they spruced all of those up this year replaced all of them with black signage with red lettering and numbers looks phenomenal and uh, make sure you look up there tomorrow because there's going to be a new name up there so pretty cool stuff let's hit pause we'll be back in a moment we'll wrap up this hour with some open phone lines here on the ticket
0: when she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All
9: right, boys, how did I
3: tweet on this thing? It's
13: Tara Richie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. It wasn't going to be easy to live up to the hype with the season opener of the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. But that game between the league's highest-profile team, the Cowboys, and the highest-profile player, Tom Brady, exceeded expectations. The Bucks winning in a thriller, Tom Brady and Dak Prescott put on a show. Brady had the ball last, and that's all that mattered because this is a movie we've seen many times before. Under two minutes ago, Brady leads Tampa to the game-winning field goal. But you can't tell the story of this game without talking about Prescott. In his first game back from a devastating ankle injury, he threw for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. Dallas has to feel pretty good despite losing. Meanwhile, the defending champs apparently aren't going to act their ages. Brady was great, and his main weapons were veterans Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. What a start to the season. Not sure the rest of Week 1 matchups can live up to that game, but I'm certainly looking forward to watching them try. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last year, there was a victim of identity theft. Every three seconds, a criminal could be spending your money, applying for loans in your name, damaging your credit, even selling your personal information on the dark web. Unfortunately, you could miss certain threats to your identity by just checking bank statements and monitoring your credit. The solution? LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock sees certain threats you might miss if you're just monitoring your credit and alerts you if they find something that could be suspicious. Plus, If you become a victim of identity theft, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist is dedicated to your case and will work to fix it from start to finish. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, But LifeLock by Norton can help protect your personal information so you can keep what's yours. Save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code PATRICK. That's LifeLock.com, promo code PATRICK for up to 25% off.
7: It doesn't come and go at the same pace. That and even coming and going of money is one of the most important reasons why you'll like doing business with Merchants and Planners Bank in Clarendon. First, open a checking account, and you'll be able to keep track of all outgoing money. Second, a savings account, and then, when you're fortunate enough to have more money coming in than going out, you'll want to add that extra to your savings account and collect interest on it. And third, because you'll be an established customer at Merchants & Planners Bank in Clarendon, and when you have a money need that's more than you can comfortably afford from your savings or salary, you'll find that it's easy to obtain a loan. Why not visit Merchants & Planners Bank today and open both your checking and savings accounts? You'll find you're going in the right financial direction from then on. Merchants and Planters Bank in Clarendon, member FDIC.
0: The Amazon's rainforest is being cut down so fast that by 2030, 55% of it could be completely wiped out. The Earth's forests can't speak up when they need help, but we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776.
1: Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you. I said we were going to have open phone lines this segment, but just heads up, it's going to be a very, very short segment if you've got a lot on your mind today, a lot of different things you want to talk about, maybe just save the thought for 1 o'clock when, uh, when we really will honestly have <laughs> open phone lines. Today is the day of lies. Welcome to the program. Hope that's okay with you. Keep telling you we're going to talk about this, talk about that, just blatant lies. ton going on, of course, is uh, Arkansas State football is getting ready to host Memphis. We'll look more at those two teams and uh, some of the factors that could decide it in the next hour of the program. It's a full Sunbelt slate. Of course, there continues to be more and more just news uh, sources, reports, people saying this, people saying that. They continue to come out and, heck, that might be going on all day today. So, uh, continue to be developing stories around the Sun Belt and and other other conferences. Uh, There was one, I know we read you some statements in the previous hour, but the most recent, I guess, big-name college football reporter to speak on conference realignment, and particularly the Sun Belt, is Pete Dammel, who, as of an hour ago, said that he spoke with sources in the Sun Belt today, and, quote, the league feels strongly about the position it's in right now and is going to actively explore an expansion of membership. The Sun Belt feels like it's the strongest non-A5 league and can grow, end quote. I do feel like one giant, giant thing that could still happen that could really alter the landscape of everything else is whether or not the Big 12 is completely and totally done. If the Big 12 is still considering adding, say, two more teams to get up to 14, then well, Memphis looks like a good candidate there. And who knows who else that we'd add. And then, of course, that dramatically changes the look of the AAC. And I, I just have no desire to see A-State a state of conference with Temple. Temple is 1,100 miles away.
3: Yeah. I, I don't yeah, I don't want to see that. That it There's does, nothing regional about that. <laughs>
1: it doesn't make sense. How are you guys going to – how are we all going to get ourselves fired up about a rivalry with Temple? Can you name a football player that went to Temple right now? Can you? before we wrap up this segment and go to break anybody <laughs> I'm literally yelling into the void right now Temple football player there's probably like a really obvious one that we can't think of we'll google during the break and feel like idiots but I tell you what we'll come back and tell you the list of does Temple have a ring of honor maybe we can find out some of their ring of honor players they probably call it something different we gotta go to break it's in hour one <laughs> Hour two on the way. I don't know what we're going to do. I've probably had too much coffee today just to give you a heads up on what the second hour of the program is like. It could either be a wild ride or a glorious crash. We'll find out when we come back. Keep it here on the Workday Red Zone.
7: This is Will O'swall with your Friday Ticket Sports Update from KNEA. Bronze by Plants Attire Service. In college Soccer, Aliyah Williamson's first career goal with 13.29 left in regulation gave Arkansas State a 1 0 win over visiting Tulsa yesterday afternoon. The Snap Three match losing streak. Megan McClure recorded her 24th career shutout, saving both shots on goal by the Golden Hurricane. Red Wolves travel to Conway to take on the UCA Sugar Bears Sunday evening. At 6, the A-State Volleyball Squad winning the Billiken Invitational in St. Louis last week. They're back in the Show Me State this weekend for the SEMO Invitational in Cape Girardeau. They'll take on Missouri-Kansas City at one thirty this afternoon. Then tomorrow, they'll play Marshall at one thirty and the host Redhawks at 7. And, of course, tomorrow evening, it's the Red Wolves and Memphis in football. Kickoff at 6 at Centennial Bank Stadium. Pregame at 4 on 107.9 K-Find and EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. And it's Arkansas and 15th right Texas tomorrow at 6 in fable on ESPN Four tires in one hour, guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the ticket.
6: Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars in Perico get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car, and then you can finish your new ride out with original club car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at Two three six golf, any a golf cars and paragould. Yeah. You
0: love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to thirty fives and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock
2: to
14: spectacular with Plaza Tire Service. Yeah. Swing drive to the deep left. It's going, going. Another home run for 1812 Pizza Company.
2: 1812 Pizza Company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas, salads, and sandwiches. Plus, a great list of lunch specials. And there are a ton of ways to get it to your team: dine in, delivery, or drive through at their Race Street location or delivery curbside pickup or dine-in with members and guests at hilltop and you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homer with 1812 pizza company farmers
6: harvest is here and pico foods wants your corn and milo if you haven't called pico foods do so today to take advantage of their always competitive prices pico foods the eighth largest poultry producer in the u.s and a fourth generation family-owned business is committed to doing business with local producers and right now they want to buy your corn and milo call today in Arkansas. Missouri, David Durham or James Chester, 870 202 7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, contact Craig Berner, John Taylor Hickman at 601 670 9383.
10: Hey guys, EAB staff meteorologist Sarah Tipton here. I was out with friends last week and they wanted to know what I was doing to look so good. The last six weeks, I've been using the Betts Clinic weight loss program and body contour light. Y'all, I feel so good right now with cleansing my body and losing weight. I've lost 10% of my starting weight, 16 pounds, and I hope to lose more in the coming weeks. The best part? I can feel my obliques and see them too. My arms and shoulders are on fire. I want you to feel and look like this. Being comfortable in my body, again, is wonderful. If you're like me, you know what to do to lose weight, but you don't want to give it the effort. That's why I chose Club Reduce and Solutions 4. This program at the Bets Clinic combines to help you in a specific way, tailored to your body's needs. Want to join me call dina at the bets clinic at 870-931-3722 870-931-3722 the bets clinic
0: you're listening to kmea jonesboro and kbri clarendon the tickets Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie.
1: Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Hope everybody's doing all right. Happy Friday. 930-3776 930 the number to call. We're asking you, of course, to give us your thoughts on what's going to happen tomorrow at Centennial Bank Stadium. Are you taking A-State to win, Memphis to win, Memphis to win in cover? How are you feeling about that one coming up? Uh, you can also dive in on some realignment talk with us as we'll continue to, to kind of search around and see if there are any more reports, any more updates on what's going on there. Of course, uh, the Big 12 made it official today, welcoming in UCF-BYU. Houston, and Cincinnati. Of course, all of those programs immediately accepted. Uh, because nothing like that is going public unless everybody is on the same page. So, Big 12 is going to look a little bit different coming up here soon. I still don't know necessarily, and probably because I haven't looked, probably find this information if I if searched it out better. Still not 100% sure on when all of this is going to happen. For all of all of these leagues are going to have exit fees. And there's going to be a lot of lawyers that have to be dealt with in terms of making all of these new look leagues come to fruition. But we do know it is; it is at some point in time going to happen. It is believed that you know uh, that the four teams will be entering the Big Twelve possibly before the previous two leave. So, if if they wanted to, the Big Twelve could kind of screw with Texas and OU on the way out. Yeah. First off, they make yeah. the schedule. So if you're the schedule makers, do you make it a point to send Texas to Houston? If you're the powers that be, do you for a couple years switch to divisions and put Texas and Oklahoma in the same one so that you can guarantee that you never have a Big 12 championship game of Texas and OU? It can only be one or the other. You can do that. And then, of course, as soon as they leave, just be like, ah, we're going to scrap divisions. Best two teams to play for the championship. There's a couple of different ways that the Big 12 can make it real interesting if these teams don't jump to the SEC immediately. And, of course, there you go back to the last time there was realignment and, and Missouri and Texas A&M put it out there in, like, October. And then by the next year, they were in the league. So it was a very quick transition. But I feel like the Big 12 is kind of bitter. <laughs> do what they can to drag it out it's it's no longer the irate eight but i think the irate part of it might might still be sticking around for a couple years it can be interesting <laughs> to watch this all play out uh as far as how that trickles down to the Sun Belt, we're still kind of waiting and seeing but again if you've missed the first hour of the program or if you haven't been on social media it it does appear that the Sun Belt is going to be aggressive actually they're going to be proactive in pursuing new members and various, uh, multiple reports are are out about that today. There is one thing that is that is interesting that I don't think we've touched on. But by numerous reports, it looks like UTA and Little Rock are not long for the Sunbelt Conference. And that this league will focus on being a, a football league. Uh, there had already been reports that UTA had put out some feelers on different leagues. So... Looks like this is going to speed up this process. I am curious if it if it matters to you or not about losing Little Rock as a as a basketball rival, as a baseball rival. D- do you care? Are you going to be glad to see him go? Does does it matter to you one iota whatsoever whether or not they continue to be on the schedule as a conference opponent? But uh, again, that's that's the basketball side of things is going to look different very soon. For the Sunbelt Conference. 9303-776 is the number to call. I think that's the latest realignment news. But again, we'll continue to keep you up to speed there. Looking at what's going on uh, with A-State in Memphis. I'll tell you what. We'll actually do our five questions. Coming up later on in the program. But it's going to be an interesting week for Sunbelt football across the league. I couldn't find the line for Louisiana and Nichols so just for the sake of conversation we're going to say that Coastal Carolina is the biggest favorite in the league which that's not necessarily surprising they're the last top 25 team remaining in the league they were the biggest favorite last week in their game against the Citadel but of course the interesting wrinkle is that they're not playing the Citadel this week or any other FCS team they're playing Kansas I struggled to wrap my head around the last time any power five school has been almost a four-touchdown underdog yeah. to a group of five school.
3: Well, and what's interesting about it is the over-under is set at 52, so they don't expect Kansas to score hardly at all with that over-under.
1: I looked yesterday. So if you pull up a particular matchup on Odd Shark, what it does is it gives you not just – the odds and all of that, but it also gives you a predicted score. So, for example, last week's predicted score for UCA and A-State was, was super-duper close. They had A-State at like 39 and UCA at 19. And, of course, it ended up being a 40-21 game, so it was, it was really close. But this one that they have, the, the predicted score that they have for Kansas and Coastal is wild. And I can't remember if we talked... I know Kate and I talked about this yesterday. I can't remember if we talked about it on air or not. But even if we did, just humor me. Because it blew my mind then and it still blows my mind today. The predicted score, according to Odd Shark, is (laughs) Coastal Carolina 49.6. So, okay, round that up to 50. And Kansas (laughs) 0.2. Holy cow. Anyways. Take coastal to cover.
3: So fifty to nothing is what Gee, they're predicting. Basically,
1: basically, <laughs> elsewhere around the league, a lot more underdogs than uh, than favorites. To, although, uh, of course, the Cajuns are going to be a favorite over Nichols. Uh, South Alabama is a fourteen point favorite over Bowling Green. Uh, I, I don't expect you know Bowling Green to be great, but South Al under a new first year head coach is a real legitimate shot at going three and and0 to start the season. They beat Southern Miss in a, in a not in a close. I mean that was a decisive victory last week. Bowling Green this week. Next week, it's Alcorn State. So they could be on a little bit of a roll there to start the season. But uh, several other underdogs elsewhere in the league. Texas State is at FIU is a two-point dog. Uh, Troy, host Liberty, four-point underdog there. Georgia Southern on the road at FAU; FAU is favored by a touchdown. App State getting their first uh, top 25 challenge as they play at Miami. App State is a nine-point underdog and uh, A-State five-and-a-half. Oh, also Georgia State on the road at 24th ranked North Carolina where they are, uh, UNC is favored by 26. Line might have been closer, but, you know, Georgia State got curb stomped last week and did not look good in any way, shape, or form in their game against Army. Again, just to reiterate, Army threw for almost 100 yards. I don't know what they rushed for, probably like 400. I think they had five different players score touch. It was just, it was a butt-kicking. It was just an absolute butt-kicking. But uh, that's the Sunbelt slate. By the way, Coastal Carolina is actually playing tonight. So if you just want to watch, if you want to watch a team get annihilated, uh, of course it won't be Coastal. It's going to be Coastal doing the annihilating. But that's your Friday night game. Yes. It's, it's just it's just going to yeah. be a horrible. I'll watch it. I'll have the TV on. But that's going to be an awful game.
3: Yeah, I was uh, I was trying to look for and see if I could find a uh, Lafayette line for tomorrow. I couldn't, but I did find the Bama line for Mercer, and Bama's a 53-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. <laughs> That's one of the biggest college football lines I've ever seen.
1: Ever. That's a, There's going to be teams <laughs> whose over-under is less than how much Alabama is favorite. The over-under
3: in the game is 60, and Bama's a 53-point <laughs> favorite.
1: <laughs> that is wild. That is wild. Uh, Coastal and Kansas kick it off tonight at 6.30. On ESPN2, there's a couple other games if, if you want to keep tabs on stuff. I, I'm not tuning in to watch UTEP at Boise State. That's the late night action tonight. But one that is of interest, if you have the CBS Sports Network and uh, at 8 o'clock, if, if Coastal has already beating Kansas by 40 points, you might as well flip it over and watch Utah State. Uh, they are going to be hosting North Dakota. So I, I would expect after beating Washington State last week, you should be able to get past North Dakota. But that's the next challenge for Blake Anderson and Logan Bonner, Brandon Bowling, Justin Rice as well. So you'll be able to watch all those guys tonight if you so choose. Elsewhere on the college football slate, look, like it's not quite as exciting as last week. One, because, you know, last week it's it's the first full week. You've just got so much cool stuff going on. Uh, but then two, there's not really, there's not anywhere close to as many top 25 versus top 25 matchups as we saw to open up the season. Uh, the big one, I guess, on the docket when you do look at the slate for tomorrow, is Ohio State. They're going to be at home against Oregon. Um, You would think that Ohio State kind of learned a couple lessons from that close call last week with Minnesota. Uh, Oregon is is going to be tough. That's an 11 o'clock kickoff tomorrow. I guess it's your big noon kickoff on Fox is is what that game is. But easily the most intriguing game on the slate. I'm scrolling through here. Trying to find some other games <clears throat> that stand out. Uh, also, Iowa Iowa State is probably the best matchup that is there in that three thirty window. That's on ABC. What's the ESPN night game? I feel like I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, it's duh, it's Texas and Arkansas at six. But other than that, there's um. You got games like Austin P at Ole Miss. For your Pac-12 after dark, it's UNLV at Arizona State. That won't be close. This might be one of those weekends where you kind of have the TV on, but you're kind of doing other stuff. Yeah,
3: there's not just a, there's a few good games, but outside of the good games, it's bad.
1: It does seem like, you know, sometimes you have weekends like this where you're looking at the slate and you're like, man, you know, it's a lot of FCS versus, F-. like, who's going to want to watch Western Carolina at Oklahoma? But then it seems like you'll end up with some under-the-radar games that are nuts. Like North Texas at SMU is going to end up being a triple overtime game with more nutso plays than we've ever seen before in our life for no other reason than because college football. So maybe that's what will be in store for us. Uh, We'll continue to, to talk about it, look at this slate, everything else going on this weekend. But we'll hit pause first here. Keep it with us. We'll be back in a moment on the Workday Red Zone.
0: Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is
14: 95.3 The Ticket. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Men's Health in Jonesboro. Guys, if you want to lose weight and get in shape for summer, you need to go by Elite Men's Health. We've all heard the talk about how women's hormones change as they get older, but guys, guess what? That happens to us, too. Most men begin to see a drop in testosterone by the age of 30, and some even before that. So why put in all that hard work if your testosterone isn't working for you? I mean, it's going to be harder to lose weight, to burn fat, and perform at your peak if your testosterone level is too low. If you feel run down and tired all the time, if you feel like you have less strength or less endurance, and if you're struggling to lose weight, you might have low testosterone. Elite Men's Health worked for me. My free testosterone level is up over 300% go by elite for an evaluation and if your t levels are low let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body if you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s head to elite men's health in their new location 2203 east nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to rob taylor state farm or check out elitemenshealth.com
0: resetting your password unsubscribing from emails printing anything why are simple things sometimes so complicated Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's
6: Simple Human Sense. I'm Harold Clark from Clark Property Insurance. For all your insurance needs, go to clarkins.net or call 931-7100.
2: Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best low terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting. Gear Electronics inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. And Jim's Pond Shop will take
0: care of Hey, folks, Clark St. Chris with Harris Ford. If you're currently in the need of a car, truck, or SUV, please come to Harris Ford and view our vast selection of new and programmed Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs, plus an unmatched selection of used vehicles in tip-top shape with really low miles. President Award's service at Harris Ford, exit 85 off of Highway 67 at Newport, you'll like
8: what we do get guaranteed low prices from a trusted local name at bills cost plus at bills you always save big with all items at it cost plus plus 10 percent at checkout this week a 40 ounce bag of tyson iqf boneless skinless chicken breast 5.98 Cretchmar virginia ham or american cheese 4.88 a pound a family pack of drumsticks or thighs 98 cents a pound and seven to eight ounce bags of selected varieties of ruffles potato chips 258 each bills cost plus with three locations in jones Burrow.
9: Red Wolves fans, this is Coach Butch Jones,
0: and it's game week. We need you in Centennial Bank Stadium this Saturday.
8: Hatcher. Steps up. Throws left. Throwing for Rucker. Caught. Inside the 20. Rucker inside the 10. He's going to score. Touchdown, Corey Rucker from 34 yards out.
0: Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone.
1: Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out with you. 930 the number to call. We're asking your, you for your game prediction tomorrow at Centennial Bank Stadium. What's going to happen right now? 60% of you. Are taking A-State to win. And then it's an even balance. 20% of you rolling with the Tigers to win. 20% of you rolling with the Tigers to win and cover. As Memphis is favored by five and a half points in this one. Just a heads up. Uh, hey, we've also got some picks for you today. We've got our five for Friday picks. Apologies, I haven't typed these up and got them on line yet. So that's going to be a work in progress. Let's just all cross our fingers that I remember to do this before we leave here today. Because sometimes that uh, can be a little bit dicey. Let's go to the phones. Chuck is with us on the Ritter Communications hotline. Hey, Chuck, how are you?
15: I'm doing good, Kara. How about yourself?
1: Hey, doing great. Thanks for shouting at us.
15: Let's do some picking.
1: All right, uh, let's dive right into it here. Over or under 64.5 points scored for A-State in Memphis? I'm
15: going to say under.
1: Who's going to lead A-State in rushing yards? Allen Lamar, Marcel Murray, or somebody else entirely?
15: Let's go with somebody else.
1: Which team is going to record more tackles for loss? A-State. Over or under 34.5 yards for A-State's longest play from scrimmage?
15: Uh, let's go over.
1: Will A-State intercept a pass, recover a fumble, neither or both?
15: Let's go uh, both.
1: And uh, what is our tiebreaker? Oh, total yards offense for the Red Wolves.
15: Let's go five oh five.
1: We got it. How you feeling about Buckeyes and uh, Ducks tomorrow?
15: It's gonna be a close one, man. We'll see what we got. I mean, it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be tough. I didn't watch uh, Oregon last weekend like I wanted to, but. We come out slow like we did Thursday night, it may be a long day for us. But they're saying their defensive end may not play with his ankle being sprained. We'll see.
1: What do you feel like is the most important thing that that Ohio State learned from that close call against Minnesota?
15: (sighs) I'll be honest with you, the quarterback's got to play a lot better. Okay. And they're gonna to have to run the ball more, because to me it seemed like we were throwing more than we were running the ball. Well so. and that defensive line's gonna to have to tighten up, and the linebackers are gonna to have to make a few more plays in the run game. As far as passing go, they look they look pretty good. I mean, they left the middle open, but I mean, it looked better in the back half of the defense than what they did last year. But, and I'll be honest with you, I'm glad that game comes on 11 tomorrow so I can go to the game tomorrow night.
1: There you go. You get to watch watch both the teams tomorrow. That's a nice day.
15: Yeah, it is. You think, my question for you, Carrie, do you think we'll have a better crowd this weekend than we did last weekend?
1: Look, Chuck, we better. (laughs) We better that... That was kind of the one... Dis- there were there were two disappointments last week. You know, one was that A-State started so slow. And then two, that that there just wasn't that many people there to see it, period. I, I wonder if, you know, with last year being a four-win season, how many people are kind of in, in wait-and-see mode. And if they are in wait-and-see mode, I don't know if a, a win over an FCS UCA will be enough to get them ba- back on the bandwagon. But... I just hope that everybody's ready to go out and see this win. I certainly, certainly do not want to be in a stadium where there is as much blue as there is red.
15: Uh, Me neither. Uh, You know, you figure people would be amped up not being able to go last year, you know what I mean?
1: You think, but I I don't know. Sometimes, Chuck, once people get out of the habit of doing things, even for a year, they just don't ever pick that habit back up.
15: Well, was there a good crowd at the tailgating? I mean, I'm pretty sure you done some while you last weekend. I mean what the crowd look like there in the tailgate?
1: I felt like it was okay, but I, I kinda stick to the, the same areas. I'm a creature of habit, so I don't I, I don't uh go by the baseball field, I don't go by the pines or anything like that. I kinda stick to the main tailgate areas. Um so I didn't do a do a deep investigation of how many folks were out and about.
15: Well how was the walk in, man?
1: Uh, the Red Wolf walk was before I got there.
15: Okay. What time do they normally do that?
1: They want people do to line Yeah, it's so for home games it's they would like for people to line up about two hours and fifteen minutes before kickoff. So since kickoff is at six on Saturday, they want everybody to be ready to go at three forty five.
15: Okay. So you'd recommend getting there about 3, 3.30 then? Yeah,
1: probably. I mean, if you want to be able to take place in that, absolutely.
15: Ah, right, well, Karen, that's all I had. I appreciate the information, and thanks for taking my call. And go Red Wolves. I will not say go Buckeyes today since I'm going to the game tomorrow night. We'll just change it up a little bit. All
1: right. Well, I hope you have a great day of football tomorrow, Chuck. Thanks for shouting at us. Ah, right, bye-bye nine three oh three seven seven six the number to call he leaves the phone lines open for picks for you to jump in on fifteen thousand last week was yeah not really enough for me
3: yeah that was that was a that was a big disappointment I thought you could at least get to twenty
1: I, I really hope I feel like Memphis should bring a decent contingent
3: yeah I mean the last two times Memphis came to uh Centennial Bank Stadium they both were over twenty eight thousand so I mean there's Really, no reason it couldn't be over twenty-five this weekend.
1: No, it should be. Uh, it should be a fun crowd. Of course, uh, after the game, don't forget we're going to be hanging out at the NBC Suites. Uh, I will be. I'll be inside hosting Wolf House, presented by our friends at Baird Auto Group. So, of course, you can call into the program. I really don't have a situation where you can kind of like walk up and and shout at the middle of the program, but uh, obviously could catch up with you afterwards if you're there hanging out in the lobby. But one of the cool things that they're going to be doing before and after the game, is Rock the Dock. And that's on the back part of Embassy Suites. Now, I know when you walk by, it looks kind of enclosed. Um, And in fact, it it might even look a little bit like a private event. Let me tell you, it's not. It's just because we have some very interesting uh, liquor laws in this county, which, by the way, attention members and guests. And so they obviously, they can't have anything out in the open. They can't have any of their festivities out in the open. I can't even say what they have there because that's how goofy our our laws are here. But they can't have anything out in the open. So because of that, it's got to kind of be closed off. But it's just a closed off layout. It's not a closed off event, if you guys get what I'm saying. It's open to the public. So when you're walking uh, to the Red Wolf Walk, make plenty of time there on your stop so you can... Peek in there real quick when you're walking back from the stadium to your car, if you're parked, say around the the top. Stick your head in, peek in. It's gonna be a good good spot, good spot for some after game festivities. I think the Arkansas brothers are playing. I'm Not sure if that's before the game or after the game, but I love those guys; they're fantastic. So that's definitely gonna give it a, a really hopping vibe when those guys are out there. Nine three zero three seven seven six again is the number to call can't decide if I want to talk baseball or not. I feel like every time we do, it's bad. We haven't talked to a lot of baseball in the past two days, and what's happened, the Cardinals have won. Not that I think <laughs> that what we do or do not say on this program has in any way, shape, or form any kind of impact on what goes on on a baseball field, but uh, I was I, I was impressed and, and also very relieved to see the Cardinals be able to go out and... Split a series against the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are, are great. They're a great, great, great team. So for the Cardinals to be able to come back and take two out of four, especially after, again, and I keep going back to this, again, after just such a gut punch of a loss on Sunday. I was pretty happy about that. Right, you also ended the fact add into the fact that still nobody really wants to win the wild card. So the Cardinals are right back right back in it. And now they're getting ready to start a three-game series against the Reds, who is exactly ahead of them in the wild card standings. That would be the Reds. Cardinals are just three games back of the Padres. And uh, the Reds just one game back, and it's going to be an incredibly incredibly intriguing weekend because the Padres are going to have the toughest challenge here as they go and and play LA For a three-game series. That one is at Chavez Ravine. So, one of the teams ahead of you is playing one of the best teams in baseball. And the other team ahead of you is playing on your field. So, the Cardinals could do some significant work this weekend to move up the standings. And maybe just once this year, get their playoff odds above 7%. Which I think is what they've maxed out at lately. I fully expect him to win the first two games of this series and then somehow have a humiliating loss on Sunday because that's the way these series seem like they've gone lately. But we'll wait and see. Jerry's with us on the phone. How are you?
12: Hey there. You know the best thing about baseball and Cardinals and all that right now? What's that? Well, it's week two of college football. (laughs)
1: Well, we got in. Uh, we got in about three minutes of cardinal talk, and now we're uh, now we're right back to to what we'll see on the gridiron.
12: Yeah, yes, we are uh, talking about the Red Wolf Walk while ago. I just uh, want to remind people that if they didn't make it out last week, it does not go through Kellgate City anymore. Yeah, um, I guess the athletic department got a bit more money from Embassy Suites, so they moved it over there. I had a lot of people coming from when's the Red Wolf walk? When's the Red Roof walk? That's the road. At the moment it's two forty-five, and then I heard that they had moved it.
1: Well, I didn't even hear
12: that they had moved it.
1: The reason they did that, Jerry, is because they actually stay at the team hotel the night before. So
12: oh, they they don't stay out of town like they used to.
1: No, they stay right there at the embassy. So it just it just made more logistical sense to just go ahead and have them walk from the hotel right no, up I, to the I, stadium. I mean,
12: I knew they were having the pregame and postgame. Party over. I
1: figured.
12: Yeah. Well, just nothing's like it used to be. Well, <laughs> you know, he's making all. They're making all. They are making all kinds of changes. But anyway, that's fine. But uh, a lot of the people over there in Trailgate in, uh, City, like well, we pay thousands of dollars a year, and we want to be close to the team or something. I said, well, this, it's just a short walk. Walk over and come back.
1: It's just a situation where they w- they would have had to to rent the buses to take them from. The embassy suites to the pavilion, <laughs> and then and then also it it's just it was just kind of a weird situation. There just wasn't a great way to do it logistically.
12: Right. Well, if you uh, my Clemson Tigers, have you ever seen what they do pregame? I'm I'm, I'm on the phone.
1: I, I don't think I have, Jerry.
12: They uh, they actually get in buses on one side of the. Uh, Stadium. Their locker rooms are on the south end. Mm-hmm. They actually get in buses, ride right around the stadium, and come in and run down that hill on the north end.
1: Okay.
12: Right before the game. I mean, that's crazy. But anyway, that's kind of their one of their deals. And I had fifty yard line lower level tickets this weekend, and I can't make it over there. It's killing me. But anyway, I could have made it to had great tickets to the Clemson game this week maybe if i went over there at least scored a touchdown do you think
1: <laughs> probably so
12: but anyway hey i want to say one thing and that is you know no matter who starts your quarterback tomorrow night we've got two good quarterbacks you know blackman's uh, you know all the rooting and everything for lane It's not an anti-blackman i hope it's not because obviously the guy's good or he wouldn't be at florida state and butch jones wouldn't want him here yeah and it's, he's just not in the flow yet and that's well, that's not a cardinal sin not to be in the flow on the first step of the first game of your new school. So, you know, cut the guy a break. But I really hope that if – and I really feel like Butch will start him tomorrow night because he's his man. And, you know, Butch said we're just a bunch of average fans who watch the ball. We don't really understand the game. So he'll probably start him just to let us know who's in control. And I really hope the fans do not get unclassy and boot him. Because that would just
1: be asinine. I I agree with you there. I, I do kind of, I hear over and over that, that James is Butch's guy. But Butch's relationship with Hatcher goes back further than Blackman. So I don't necessarily buy that.
12: I got, well, maybe, uh, maybe uh, people are just assuming or something that Butch kind of bought him in or something or he came over because of him or something. I don't know. But yeah, actually Lane was down there. I'm bitching the lane, possibly New Blackman. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, like so Even if even if you're out of it and get started, you know, I hope the fans have better sense than to do anything detrimental to our team. Well, but, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm with you. Have we got picks this week? Or do you have time to go?
1: I do. I do. Uh, these are all for A-State in Memphis, so over or under 64.5 points scored. Over. Who leads A-State in rushing yards? Allen Lamar, Marcel Murray, or somebody else entirely? Murray. Which team records more tackles for loss?
12: ASU, definitely.
1: Over or under 34.5 yards for Arkansas State's longest play from scrimmage? Over. Will A-State intercept a pass, recover a fumble, neither or both?
12: Recover a fumble.
1: Jerry, total yards of offense for A-State is our tiebreaker.
12: 4-6.
1: We got you. Thanks for calling.
12: Thanks. I great weekend.
1: Hey, you too. Let's go ahead and hit pause here. We'll come back. Uh, we'll dive into some more A-State and Memphis talk and uh, tell you our questions that we have. What's going to decide this one on Saturday? More on that when we return. Keep it with us on The Ticket.
0: We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three, four. <laughs> It's
14: Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, 95.3 The Ticket. Save big this week at FoodSmart, where you get all items at cost, plus 10% at checkout. Get USDA Select T-Bone Steak Value Packs for $6.98 a pound. Tyson Boneless Skinless Chicken Breasts in a a 2.5-pound bag, $4.52. fast and breaded chicken nuggets, patties, or strips, 20 to 24 ounces, $1.97. And 12 packs of Coke products are three for $9.88 when you buy three or more. Be smart. Shop FoodSmart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes Supermarket's locations on Nettleton and on G Street.
3: Great vision matters, whether you're on the field or in the stands. That's why Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas is here to serve you. Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for a variety of eye conditions. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center also has the most comprehensive selection and expert stylists to find the perfect fit for you to look your game day best. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870 932 to schedule your appointment today at our Jonesboro Paragold and Pocahontas locations.
10: At First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, it is important that we are where you are. You see, it's not only about offering the latest in banking technology. It's also about being there for you. We pride ourselves in having multiple locations where you are never far from one of our offices. We know it's important to you that from time to time you visit with us personally about a product or service or just a question about your account. We know the convenience of that service is important. You see, it's not just about the products we offer, but it is also about convenience. That's why we are where you are. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. You've got a
1: lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you
10: know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class Certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens
2: next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutobody.com. Stadium
8: Around here, there's two ways to get a car wash. There's Tommy's Express Car Wash, and then there's everyone else. Tommy's Express uses the newest, most innovative technology in the auto wash industry with an easy-load conveyor belt system, plus free vacuum and mat washers. And Tommy Club Unlimited membership start at just $19.99 a month. Tommy's Express Car Wash, soon to have a second location in Jonesboro. See them now at Highland and Carraway. And coming this fall, Tommy's Express will open their new location on Hill top.
5: Hi, I'm Darren Dahl and Miss Arkansas 2019 and 2020. For me, the choice to get vaccinated was incredibly easy. I wanted the opportunity to get back to the normal that we were all used to and start to go outside in public and feel a little bit better about everything again. You can protect somebody's grandmother, somebody's parents. You're protecting your community by being vaccinated yourself. I encourage all Arkansans to go out and get their COVID-19
2: vaccine. Save lives. Get your vaccination. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health.
0: Giving you a hundred and ten percent and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie.
1: All right, welcome back to the program. It's Workday Red Zone. Karen, Kate, here with you. To try and get ready for a very busy weekend, but uh, of course that includes an Arkansas State football game against the University of Memphis. Both teams 1-0. I I just cannot figure out this Memphis team, to be honest with you. On the one hand, I look, and, you know, it's always been a program that's been so good at running the ball. Um, They they were able to do so last week, but they played nickels. On the flip side, they're probably sitting here saying the same thing about Arkansas State. No, they played good last week, even though they got off to a slow, slow start, but their win was against an FCS opponent. Also, two quarterbacks. That whole thing going on for Arkansas State. Which, by the way, quick note on that. No, I don't know who's starting on (laughs) Saturday. I, I personally would lean Hatcher based on what we saw from the game. But, just keep in mind, we see not a single second of what these guys do in practice. And Butch Jones is very big on that whole, the way you practice is the way you play thing. So if. James Blackman has had a great week of practice, and Lane Hatcher is not. That might factor in just as much to his decision on Saturday as Hatcher and Blackman's game-time performance. Again, part of this is we're still figuring out Butch Jones, in addition to the quarterbacks. We don't necessarily know his thought process. We don't know what he values when he sits down to decide his starters. Obviously, look, gameplay is part of it. It's always going to be part of it. But these guys are also graded in a different way than than we observe as football fans. Then, of course, there's, especially at a position like quarterback, the the leadership aspect of it, the game-managing aspect of it. There's just a lot that goes into it, and we're still learning about Jones's tendencies, and we're not going to figure those out in one game, two games. It's going to be a few games before we're able to get those. Uh, that being said, again, uh, I, I keep going back and forth on this game. I certainly believe it's one that Arkansas State can win. There's not a doubt in my mind. But I do think some things are going to have to be different than last week, possibly. And I've got five main questions as we go into this game tomorrow. One, my biggest question here is, can Arkansas State start fast? Look, the first half was ugly. And not just from a fan perspective, Butch Jones has talked repeatedly about how everything that could go wrong did go wrong in pretty much every facet of the game. There was not very much he was happy with in the first half. Even a guy like Corey Rucker, who obviously went out and had a phenomenal game, talked a little bit critically about his play in the first half, saying that Rucker was trying to go out and make, you know, 100-yard catches when there were only 40 yards field and and that all of the guys for a little bit were kind of – they were kind of pressing a little bit. They wanted to win so badly. That they were not trusting the process. Once they relaxed a little bit at the half. Had some kind of good pep talk that I'm sure was did not have a single four-letter word in it. <laughs> they played remarkably better in the second half. And so the second half was a huge sign of encouragement. Moved the ball well. Defended well. Yeah, they got beat on a couple plays. But still, the, the second half was good. Can't do that on Saturday. Memphis is a lot better than UCA. If you go out and you decide to play like that on saturday you're probably going to be looking at bigger than a seven six deficit of the half
3: yes yeah
1: cannot that, cannot do that
3: you also have to establish the run earlier than the uh second half of play because you had like 40 rushing yards at the half against uca
1: well to be fair they didn't really establish the pass that much in the yeah. first half either it yeah. was just you have to establish the offense. Yes, yeah. earlier yes. than the second half. Yes, those were those were some struggles. Uh, my second question: I want to know if Arkansas State can win the big play battle. Last year, the Red Wolves did okay in terms of big plays in the pass game um, against Memphis, but they struggled to contain those same big plays, and that was against both Memphis's rushing attack and their passing attack. Uh, One fourth of the Tigers' total plays. In this matchup last year. 21 out of 84. Went for 10 or more yards. So it's just a huge number of times that Memphis was out there just steadily marching it down the field and collecting a first down. Just big chunk yardage. And one of the most indicative stats on who's going to win a game in college football isn't turnovers. It's yards per play. Typically the team that has the most explosive plays is the one that's able to come out on top. This is a huge factor. And A-State will need to get those more than just throwing the ball as well. They are going to have to have some explosive plays in the run game. I want to know for my third question. Obviously, can Arkansas State slow down the run? We know that's what Memphis is going to do. That's what Memphis has been doing for a while. They've always had an incredible back. And even though their primary running back is a freshman, he's obviously a very talented young man, ran for a lot of yards last week. They have a lot of faith in him. We we mentioned this when we talked about this game yesterday. It just feels like it has been a while since the Arkansas State run defense was really tested. And, I mean, that it, it didn't really get tested last week. A-State did fare very well, though, in rush defense. I mean, very, very well. In case you forgot, they held UCA to a whopping 42 net yards rushing, which is a phenomenal number. But... UCA wanted to throw the ball. And you go back to last year, and you think about how teams game plan for Arkansas State, what did they do? They wanted to throw the ball. They, they would throw in a, a run play here or two to keep things interesting. But defenses knew they could pick apart Arkansas State's secondary. So they didn't really have a reason to run it. Again, why do you want to try and pick up four yards on the ground when you can pick up 14 yards through the air? So that's what opposing offenses did. So it's been a significant amount of time since I feel like this run game has really been challenged. This run game defense has really been challenged. That's going to be a huge factor tomorrow. I want to know for my fourth question, can Arkansas State get off the field on third down? Again, this was something that A-State was great at last week. It was one one for 12, one for 30, one for 12. Is what u c a was able to convert on third down that's a phenomenal number again, it's unrealistic for Arkansas State to expect that same level of success throughout the year that is that is an absurd number, but Memphis is a completely different animal, and I don't just mean because we're going from bears to tigers <laughs> I mean <laughs> they were nine of seventeen on third down in their game against Nichols they were nine of seventeen on third down. Uh, in their game last season against Arkansas State, and, and not only in that game did they convert at over fifty percent of those third downs, there were there were so many that were third and long, and man, you feel you watch your team out there, and your team plays okay on on first and second down, and then all of a sudden the opposition has got a third and eleven or a third and or, or third and twelve, and then you watch that team convert those. It just feels awful. It's got to feel awful for the defense, too. For the coaches. For everybody who's watching. Cannot. Cannot let that happen. On Saturday. And then for my final question. Obviously, I'm saving the most important question for last year. I want to know if we're going to see the paint bucket. (laughs) The paint bucket. If you're unaware, probably because almost nobody calls it this. This series is called the paint bucket bowl. The reason for that is because these two fan bases used to try and mess each other up. I read a report of a kidnapping once, although I can't even figure out like what player that was or what year it was. But in the 50s, what they did to try and curtail the shenanigans from the other fan bases is they would they would designate a section of campus that the winning team could paint in their colors on the losing team's campus. And so you had a paint bucket to go with it. And in 1956 was the first year where they busted out the actual paint bucket bucket. It's a crappy looking bucket, by the way. It looks like a paint bucket. And then the teams played in 1957. Memphis won. And they, took, they kept the paint bucket. And to the best of my knowledge, nobody has seen it since. So you've got this paint bucket that's been missing for almost 70 years. And I need to know if we're going to see it Saturday at Centennial Bank Stadium. Actually, I want to know if we're going to see a paint bucket on Saturday. I don't think we're going to see that paint bucket. Yeah. I just want to know if we're going to see a paint bucket. Jake's with us on the phone. How are you?
16: Oh, you know, usual, Kara, breathing. Uh, You know, I'm I'm sure that this is – didn't come across your Twitter sphere, and I'm sure you haven't been talking about it whatsoever on your show today, but, you know, just a little something about, you know, the Sun Belt maybe expanding and maybe booting some old members. Uh, I'm sure you don't know anything about that.
1: Well, I mean, I just know what's on social media. We unfortunately don't really have, the national sources are always going to have better insight on this than anybody else, so just kind of following along with what they've been reporting.
16: Well, I mean, but you've got Kara Intuition. I need Kara I need intuition here. So what, what do, you, what do you, what are you thinking? I know you probably, yes, forgive me, I just now turned the radio on, so if you want, you can give me the rehash. But uh, what, what is the Kara immediate thought on the news that's now transpired going on, I guess, last 12 hours now since I first saw that Brad McMurphy tweet at 9 o'clock last night?
1: I guess, look, I don't have any intuition, but here's my guess. My guess is that the Big 12 is not done expanding and they decide to add Memphis and Boise State. That makes the AAC a very undesirable league, really, for, for almost anybody left with the, in the Sun Belt. Now, if you're Conference USA, man, you're probably still trying to get out of Conference USA. But for a team like Arkansas State, how in the world do you want to be in a league with Temple and with, with East Carolina and with USF? You don't. So what do you do? You reach out all your feelers into the Sun belt. You continue to try and strengthen the league. The league is going to lose its two basketball-playing members, so what do you do? You need a travel partner for your Texas State School. You need a travel partner for A-State. You shift things up a little bit. You bring in North Texas. You bring in Southern Miss. You stop there, but you might revisit in a couple years to see if maybe Marshall or somebody else is interested, and then everybody's good, everybody's happy, and, and there you go.
16: You know, I think either way, I mean, there's still, you're. Right, I think you alluded to it, there's so much that has to go down. So I'm trying not to get lost into exactly who, who is coming, who's going, where. But I think it's just cool to see the league um, in this situation. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's nice to see Keith Gill, you know, come out and say what he said. I mean, because I, 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 you could feel differently. I just don't feel like we would have seen Carl or Wright Waters. Even though, granted, Wright Waters didn't have Twitter in the '90s, but that would have <laughs> been probably amusing. But we wouldn't have seen Wright Waters, or I don't even think Carl, come out and just be as bold and aggressive the way that the Sun Belt has come off in the last 24 hours. It's just, I think, if nothing else, it, it could be all uh, puff and fluffery, but I still like it. I like to see the league kind of, you know, puffing their chest out, uh, ready to go for the epic elbow drop off the turnbuckle onto whoever. So I think it's just, it's still a good thing league finally not kind of just acting like the bottom dwellers of 2000 2001
1: yeah I, I do like the fact that the league has decided to be proactive and not reactive because if you if if you're reactive in this round of realignment this is going to be like a really bad game of musical chairs and you're not going to have one when everything's said and done
16: I don't know if you've addressed it but I'll hang up and listen but I, I think one thing that's not really talked about enough is you know obviously all the realignment, all the excitement, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, uh, there's also the fact that it you know, also now is seemingly looking like Texas Arlington and Little Rock will get the boot out of the league. Um, just curious kind of what your thoughts are on, on them getting the boot, where you think they're going to go, and I guess maybe any lasting legacy or impact you think they've they've had on the uh, the conference. Now hang up with listen. Go Red Wolves, Beat Memphis.
1: Thanks, Jake. Just a quick responses to that because we're a little bit overdue for a break. <clears throat> but UTA is actually not going to get the boot because UTA has been putting out feelers. There's been reports for probably as far back as a year that UTA could be interested in some other conferences. And uh, I apologize. I think it was a, the beat writer for the, for the Cajuns. Um, oh, I just went blank. That put out something just a short amount of time, two weeks ago, about UTA's possible next step. Interesting one, of course, is Little Rock. I, I'm not sure where they're going to go, who they've put out feelers for. Um, obviously, Little Rock has at least pulled their weight in a little bit by going out and getting a a, a uh, NCAA tournament win, yeah. bringing in some more revenue for the league. So I kind of have mixed feelings about seeing Little Rock go, as that is kind of the, the rival. But at the end of the day, I think these other teams coming in are going to strengthen your conference. And if this is going to be a football-first conference, then so be it, because trying to focus on basketball in any way, shape, or form has not worked out at this point in time for this league. Tip pause. We've got one more very short segment when we come back. Keep it here with us on the ticket.
0: Enter the workday red zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to two on Northeast Arkansas' sports station. 95-3. The ticket.
8: Hatcher steps up. Rolls left. Throwing for Rocker Caught inside the 20. Rocker inside the 10. He's gonna score! touchdown, Corey Rucker from 34 yards out. After their week one win, Butch Jones and the Red Wolves try to move to 2-0 Saturday as they host the Memphis Tigers. And you can hear it all on your home for A-State football 107.9 K Fun. Coverage begins Saturday at 4 with the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show. That's followed by the Centennial Bank pregame show at 5 and kickoff at 6. And stay tuned after the game for Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group. Live from the Empire. Embassy Jonesboro. Pays Day Football is sponsored in part by Central Baptist Church, 1812 Pizza, First Financial Mortgage, Tetter Equipment, Blue Cross Blue Shield Agent Woody Harrelson, The Old Country Store, Purcell Tire and Service Center, Glen Sane Motors, Tommy's Express Car Wash, Farmers and Merchants Bank, and NEA Baptist. It's a summer of savings at Car Today. Car Today is
14: offering you a great selection of clean, dependable cars, trucks, fans, and SUVs. Bad credit, no credit, bank. Bankruptcy, No problem. Because at Car Today, we know that bad things happen to good people. And that's why we want to help you build your credit with one of our Carfax verified vehicles. All of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package include Free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guaranteed. That's right. If you're not happy with your purchase within five days, you can return the vehicle. Stop by Car Today this summer and see how you really can buy here and pay here. Plus, when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. For the best deals this summer on late model, low mileage, cars, trucks, and SUVs, get to Car Today. Buy today at Car Today, 3404 Stadium, or online at neacartoday.com. Car
5: Today, will ride today, as we
10: just say yeah.
5: Hey, I'm David Daly, and you can come join me live this Saturday from 11 till 1 at Local Tire and Wheel, where $30 is all you need to kick off this big game day on the tires you need and the wheels you want at Local Tire and Wheel. That's this Saturday at Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro, right across the street from Burger King. And you can check them out online as well at localtireandwheel.com. Get curb appeal at Local Tire and Wheel.
10: Where are we going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party.
14: We're going to the Old Country Store off the Cash River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro.
10: Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we?
14: The Old Country Store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men.
10: Hey. You mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny? Yep. You know, Jose is my favorite.
14: Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by poorly paid voice actors.
6: The Old Country Store and Spirits, 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store.
0: You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone.
1: All right, a big uh, two minutes of nothing here for you on the Workday Red Zone as we wrap up a Friday, wrap up another week here on the ticket. Of course, uh, don't forget tonight, all kinds of high school football action across the EAB Sports Network. Got uh, Jonesboro High School right here on the ticket. Going to have Nettleton Raider football on ninety-four one Bob FM. And then the Blazers, Valley View on KBTM 1230 News Talk 1013. Cade and the Brooklyn Bearcats are off tonight. Be back at it next week. But, uh, of course, tonight after the game, make sure you have it back here on KDA because you'll be able to hear all of the scores from all of the games in Northeast Arkansas along with some audio from coaches and broadcasters and more. And it should be a good time. Great start on a full football weekend, our first full football weekend. High school tonight, college tomorrow. NFL on Sunday really didn't get much time to dive into that, but I'll be keeping an eye out for DeMario Davis, for J.D. McKissick. Be, uh, well, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'll spend most of Sunday watching my fantasy cast.
3: Yeah, yeah, same. That's uh,
1: that's the game plan. But uh, it it should be fun. Last night's game was fun. Close game. Old man Brady, man, he's going to play till he's 50, I'm convinced. Prove me otherwise.
3: Uh, I'm not disagreeing. (laughs) I 100% agree.
1: (laughs) Hey, that's a wrap for us today. Really, really enjoyed our chat in hour one with Jerry Muckensturm. Appreciate him joining the program. You can find that later at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by the drive at 3 o'clock. Make sure you have it back here Monday morning for the Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC. Comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back Monday at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great weekend.